We find it hard to sit still, don't we? We're bouncing around, there's things to do, there's things to, things to do, there's things to watch, there's places to go to. It's not easy to be still. Life is about being active, that's what surely life's about. And yet this very wise person said this quote. He said, Socrates, who's not a Brazilian footballer, he's a, he's a philosopher. He said this, that an unexamined life is not worth living. What does that mean? What do you reckon? An unexamined, I'm not talking about exams, it's alright. An unexamined life is not worth living. If we don't think about the way that we're living, what's the point? If we're just simply bounce, bouncing around is great fun. We do it lots in our house as well. But there are times, as we read in Ecclesiastes, you know, there's a time for everything. There's a time for eating crisps, and there's a time for speaking to your granny on the phone. There's a time for learning maths, and there's a time for playing rugby. There's a time for flying in planes, and there's a time for praying and being still. I wonder if you're like me, because I can be a bit fickle. Fickle means to be influenced for not always the best of reasons. If I was to suggest to you what film you want to watch, if it was a film from 2010, or it was a black and white, what would you rather choose? thinking about it, okay, maybe you could come up with some, some comedy from that's black and white that's going to kind of disturb my point. But if it's me, I find that so often I'll choose something that's just out, the latest. That's really interesting to watch, isn't it? The very latest thing. But actually, it's not always the best thing to watch. Some of what's been written, some of what the films that have been produced, there's fantastic stuff that's come out a few years ago. We get caught up in the now, we undervalue history. I studied history at Aberdeen University. And one of the funniest things for me was, in my final year, in my finals paper, I had to write a paper on, wait for it, what's the point of studying history? Yes, that was my, I did really well in that paper. Didn't do well in other ones. But that paper, I did really well. Four years of studying history, it was the time of Pink Floyd we don't need no education. So maybe it was in that context that I was writing the answer. We need to remember. We need to remember. What might be helpful for you, and is sometimes helpful for me, is to think of another word that's got member in it. It's the opposite. It's to dismember. If you think of things being dismembered, you've got arms off. Most likely you think of the head off, Okay. Think of someone dismembered, they're going around without their head. It's disgusting, isn't it? I would suggest to you, unless we remember, we're going around like that most of the time, without our head on. Remembering means that we have our head so that we examine our attitudes, our feelings. When we stop, you realize what you're feeling. When you stop, you notice, great to see you, haven't seen you, how are you? Good to see you again. You notice people when you take time and look around you and stop. Remembering is really important. Sometimes we can think history, you might be less at school, is a bunch of dates and so much stuff. But actually, history is about the story of people like you and me. 
Why did they do that? Why did they live there? What on earth made them move to Camborne? Why didn't Napoleon choose to invade Russia at the moment he did? Looking into people's lives is what history is about. Hearing their story. I want to show you a picture of somebody's story. That's Angela Nichols. She doesn't live far from here. She lives in Milton Keynes. She's 33 years old. In 2006, Angela's husband, Lance Corporal Ross Nichols, a member of the Household Cavalry, was killed in an incident involving insurgent forces in Helmand province in Afghanistan. Angela's written this. I was feeding the children, the milk was boiling, and there's a knock on the door. I was on the 14th floor of a block of flats where I don't have many friends, and so I looked to through the spy hole. And when I saw two men wearing suits, I knew immediately what they'd come about. One said, can you take the children into another room? I said, they're too young to understand what's going on. I went numb for a while. His body was repatriated to RAF Bryce Norton with the other two men who died. They'd been in a convoy in Afghanistan trying to resupply a detachment of Canadians. The only route was through a settlement. The first vehicle had got through when the Taliban detonated a wired IED which killed Ross and two others in the second tank. As Christians, we believe that God sees all things, that God knows all things, and that God loves all things and all people that God has made. I just noticed that um, this morning what was read in our gospel reading, um, just before it, there's a wee bit about the lady who gave out of her, gave her tuppence worth and Jesus noticed her. Great little bit. Jesus noticed her giving all that she had. Remembrance is to remember people as Christ saw them. Remembering them with a sense of their dignity. Like each of us, they were created by God. Remembrance is for us to remember a sense of their worth. Because like us, Christ died for them. Remember if it is to be, remembrance if it's to be truly Christian is about individuals. Because in God's eyes, that's what counts more than what nation we belong to, or army, or regiment. In God's eyes, we stand before him, created in his image and loved by him. God remembers individuals. So today is a day for remembering. It's a day for recognizing those who have given their lives for the freedom in this country. It's a day for stopping and thinking. And thinking, how am I living my life? Our passage is quite scary, the one we heard in the Gospels. Did you hear about that? Did you notice the earthquakes, the persecution? Lots of scary stuff. And yet, when I look at the newspaper, was it the Philippines was an earthquake recently? Quite a few have been happening recently. 
The Iraqi Christians are under massive persecution. Read their story. It's awful what's happening. I'm not suggesting that these are necessarily the end of the world, but we certainly live in times in which violence seems to play an increasing part. How do we live? We can remember. But how can we live our lives? We need to be positive. How can we be positive in such a difficult world? How can we live hopeful lives? Someone said to me recently, they came asking about civility. And they said, you must be hopeful. You live in Camber. And I said, why? They said, look at the number of kids you have in this place. It happens, you know. People are moving in. People are, it's, it's a very hopeful place to be. What do you think about that? Are you a hopeful person? Would you consider yourself that? On what is our hopes based? As Christians, we go back to Ecclesiastes and say that God holds all things in his hands and God knows what happens and when they happen. And we're a bit like actors in a play or in a film. We might get our part. Someone's given us half the script and they say, would you be that person in that play at that time? We don't know the whole story. But we do know that God has ordained that story, has given that story, and that all things will find their place in their time. What we're called to do is to play our part and to engage with the brokenness and the war and the pain and the people around us. So today is about remembering. Today is about giving thanks for those who've given their life for us. It's about praying for those who are looking to make the world a safer place, the peacemakers. And it's about us stopping and thinking how we're living and looking to engage with the world around us with open eyes, open hands, and open hearts. Amen.